by MPB. This is the MPB Student Council Podcast, hosted by members of MPB Student Council. To hear this episode and more, visit education.mpbonline.org or download the ACAST app to listen on your iPhone or Android device. Welcome to the MPB Student Council Podcast. This is our mental health awareness, What's the Truth About the Youth episode. In with us, we have MPB Student Council members and Dr. Christy Laster, Counselor at Resolve to Restore Counseling Services. Now, let's introduce our MPB Student Council. Hi, I'm Corinne Allen. I'm Jenna Dent. I'm Kaylin Woodard. I'm Kayla Latiker. I'm Deanna Harrington. This is Jack Dare. And I'm Dr. Christy Laster, owner of Resolve to Restore Counseling Services, where I service teens and adults in my own private practice. I am located in Flowood, Mississippi. Welcome, welcome to our Mental Health Awareness Roundtable, entitled, What's the Truth About the Youth? I am here with the MPB Student Council. And Jack, let's pull our first topic from the MPB Topic Bin. And our topic is suicide. All right, so does anyone have a story that they would like to share about the topic of suicide? It can be a very serious topic, but have you guys had anything that you think you would like to share? I mean, the only person I've ever heard of is that girl that went to Clinton, I think. that I don't remember what she did, but I think she jumped off of a, what was it? Remind me. Uh, the bridge. Yeah. That was the highway. student from JPS School District. Yes, I know that she attended Murrah High School and they said that she was being bullied. So how do you guys feel about that, hearing that? I can also lead with another completed suicide attempt that just happened last week. There was a student from Southern University. She completed suicide this past week, and it was very tragic. She was a cheerleader for Southern University, and she was very well-loved, very well-rounded, but she just felt very overwhelmed in life, and she just felt that she was tired of fighting. So does anybody have a thought about that? I think it's very sad because no person should be treated that way, you know, have to feel that they're alone or by themselves in a situation. And that's exactly how she felt. She had attempted to reach out to her support system, but for some reason she still felt that wasn't enough. What she decided to do was to share her suicide note on social media, and so it was open for the public to see. One of the things that I think is very important with this is to remember that the pressure you feel during the time of a suicide can be helped. And so I want our audience to know, and I want the MPP Student Council to also hear, that it's okay to seek help. Sometimes when we're in those moments, we just feel like the world is on our shoulders and what should we do? And there are resources. There are people in your corner. We all love you, whoever it is, and I'm pretty sure your support system would not want you to attempt suicide. And so... What we can do is focus on what we may be able to do as far as strategies to keep our friends and our loved ones from thinking that that's their only choice. And so some of the things that you could possibly do is literally ask them the question. It's a very loaded question. And that question is, are you thinking of killing yourself? And I know sometimes that question can be intimidating, but when we bring the reality to it and we say that word, it can kind of help them realize what they're contemplating. And once we ask them that, they can give us their honest answer. Sometimes we think when we ask that question that it will make them think about suicide even more, but research has shown that it really doesn't. It actually helps the situation. 
We can also try our best to keep them safe. Sometimes we think we need to keep their secret, but if we feel that we need to reach out to adults or other resources, please do that. They'll appreciate you in that moment. They may get mad in that moment, but they will appreciate you for it in the end. One of the ways that we can support our friends, our loved ones, our peers, our social circle is by asking them the very tough question. And I know it's a loaded question and sometimes it can feel uncomfortable, but it can be very helpful in a stressful situation. And that question is, are you thinking about killing yourself? Guys, do you feel comfortable asking your friends or social circle that question? What do you think? I would say that I, I wouldn't be uncomfortable asking them that question just because I would want to make sure that all of my friends and all of my people in my close circle that they're feeling comfortable with the world around them. And I would just would like to let them know that if they needed somebody to talk to, because I know a lot of people, like school, for example, would be their happy place instead of like their home. So I feel like if they're comfortable at least talking to one person, it could stop some of the bad things that would happen to them from happening. I feel comfortable asking my friend group that because I want them to know that I am a part of their support system and that's what we're here for is to support and to bring attention to very real issues that sometimes people just gloss over or ignore to try and keep them out of their mind, but bringing them to the front of their minds and being aware of the situation makes them a lot less likely. Kaylin, I see some tears. How does that question make you feel? Is it a tough question or did you kind of bring back a remembrance? Um, I think it's a rather tough question because it's really hard to notice in some people. They like to hide the situation to try to make themselves feel better. So you really need to, like, watch out for, like, what's going on throughout the situation. You know, just make them feel comforted, you know, mm -hmm. so they don't feel alone in any type of situation. And that's exactly why I think that you would be a great support for your friend group because you felt the weight of that question, didn't you? And the weight of that question is would we want that individual to feel like we love you and we want to support you. And death can be very, very definite and we don't want that to be the end of the solution we want them to feel that love and concern and i think that you would be a great person for your friend circle to possibly handle a situation like that although it feels uncomfortable and i hope that you remember that that question won't necessarily lead to them wanting to complete it it will more so help them get their words out they could be wanting somebody to ask them that question dion did you have a response or a thought about asking a friend group or your friend group that question? Yeah, I wouldn't be uncomfortable because, like, it would make you feel bad if they needed help, but you didn't get there in time. Mm -hmm. So, like, I wouldn't feel uncomfortable because if they need help, you can help them. So, although it may feel uncomfortable to ask the question, you understand the consequences that could come from not asking that question, which it wouldn't be your fault if suicide was completed. However, you do feel that you would rather be uncomfortable asking it in that moment so that they could get the resources they need. That's a very good point. Jack, what about you? What were you thinking? Yeah, uh, I wouldn't feel uncomfortable. Me and my buddies are really close, and I'd rather be safe than sorry because I'd rather ask them and then them get help than me lose them forever and you know 
I'd tell them to not don't just think about the people that are against you. Think about the people that are with you. Think about your grandparents. If you have a pet, family. If you're in a club, think about your club mates, mm-hmm. your teachers, mm-hmm. teammates. I know my teammates. If one of them was gone, I'd really miss them. So just think about the people that are here for you. And- Ask that, them for help. That's very good, and that's that's correct. We want to make sure that they know that they are loved and they are valued and they mean something to this world, and the world will not be a better place without them here. And so with that, I do want to share just another point or two about how we can also help. One way, if we don't feel comfortable asking that question, is that we could keep them safe by getting a support system or pulling in an adult to help us with that situation. Just be present with them and try not to leave them alone. And then one way you can add in another resource is to get them to call the National Suicide Prevention Line. And that number is 1-800-273-TALK. I recommend that all teens and young adults to just store that number in their phone so that way if they're ever in the situation, they don't have to scramble to find the number. And I'll repeat it again, 1-800-273-TALK, TALK. And you can use that as well. And then one more point, Afterwards, What do you do afterwards? If you do have a friend, if you do have someone in your social circle who you learn may have tried to attempt suicide or had a struggle with it, is you stay connected with them. You don't cut them off, try not to treat them differently or think you'll be in their way. You just invite them back into the circle and let them know that they're still loved anyway. And our next topic from the MPB Topic 10 will be coming from Dion. Dion, what do you got? All right. Pure pressure. Peer pressure. All right, let's shift to peer pressure. Now, that is a loaded topic. I know with you guys being middle schoolers, high schoolers, that you have experienced some peer pressure from society standards, what's going on in the high school, what everyone else is doing. Who wants to share? I'll share. So, peer pressure is a really big issue because... I know for me personally, I feel like if I'm in a situation and they're all telling me, oh, you know, Kaylin, just do it. You're going to be a lame if you don't do it. Just do it. I personally probably would do it because I feel like I would be letting them down in a situation if I didn't do it. Even though if it was wrong, I feel like I would still hurt my friendship with my friends and I would try to keep that in the best way possible. That's very, very true. I want to share, too, sometimes peer pressure gets a bad rap. But did you know it could be good and bad? I see a lot of head noddings. So what we can do about this topic is not necessarily focus on the negative aspects of peer pressure. Does anybody have an idea of how peer pressure has been positive? Like, oh, I want to do my best. I want to be the top achiever. Or I know I could do better. Or a friend has sat down and talked. I see some eyes looking at me. Okay, who's who's going? All right, Jenna, what you got? Well, I met one of my friends. Her name is Miriam, and I met her a couple years ago, and she is an extremely dedicated academic Uh student, and just surrounding myself with her, Mm. I just automatically started studying more and being more prepared, and I got better grades, Mm -hmm. and it was, I could see it. And it was because she was such an academically focused student, Mm -hmm. and it affected me. That makes a lot of sense. Have you heard the phrase, who you surround yourself with can be who you become? 
that's a very heavy point, but it's a very good point. And so who you surround yourself with within your social circle, who you follow on social media, all of those things that enter into your brain can have an impact on you. So does anybody else have an idea of when they've had a positive influence or negative in regards to peer pressure? Anybody? How about this? How about I share some of the areas in which peer pressure could possibly be an issue? Four of the most common areas is drugs, alcohol, and tobacco. That's one. The second one could be stealing. The third could be bullying. And last but not least, intimacy. Peer pressure could happen in uh, romantic relationships as well. Have you seen the negatives that can happen in a high school setting in regards to peer pressure? Yes. So at my high school that I attend, Lanier, there are a lot of football boys, basketball boys, and being a freshman or a sophomore or whatever grade you're in, some girls, you know, decide to be in the scene in front of all the boys. However, girls don't know that Boys look at girls in the in a different direction than what we think that they might think of us. So that's um, a very good point. At my school, there are like a lot of boys, right? And then they will share the girls around, if that makes sense. So like one boy would get with this one girl and have intimacy with that girl, and then trade this information to his partner and then it goes around but however that goes into peer pressure because this girl is thinking that you know she's liked by this one boy so she's not thinking that hey i'm getting passed around but to them it's like a game it's a game a competition it's a competition well in her eyes she sees it as that i'm getting this boy or i'm getting that boy Going along with that, I think that that game, I guess, some boys, I don't really think that they enjoy doing that. I think that that's just, that's a part of peer pressure. Like, they're, so one of the, one or two of their friends is doing it, and then everybody else, everybody else decides to jump on the train and be like, oh, well, I do it too. And I think that that's not good, because if you don't really want to do that, you don't want your name, because that, that goes along also with reputations around schools. And you don't want your reputation to be bad because it would ruin everything for you in the long run, even though at that moment it just seems like it's a cool thing to be doing. And also, lots of kids, lots of teens, parents might not know this, but lots of kids can't see their significant other outside of school or lover or whatever we want to call it. So they comes to school to do some of those things now, like have intimacy in the schools. Um, there's been a lot of reporting that a couple of students have got caught on the next street or in the auditorium, as long as well with the vaping. There's like a lot of vaping that's going on in school because, you know, some kids feel like they can't do this outside of school. I don't know why. But a lot of it, it, it goes on to the inside of the school. The reason why is because peer pressure. Mm-hmm. The kids can't get it outside of school. So the kids that do have it in school, you know, it's like, well, hey, I have it right here. Just, you know, come on with me. 
So you're saying, I definitely understand what you're saying because we have interactions with our friends within the school setting. It can be hard to say no or set a boundary because they're looking at you. It's different when you're in your home and you're behind a keyboard or behind your phone screen and you you can pause in the text message or pause in the response. But when you have those students or that friend group sitting there with you in the school setting or in a public setting, whether it's a, a, a sports game or at the mall, they're looking at you and what can you do well I can help you with that what you can do is first of all acknowledge your feelings listen to that gut feeling that you have sometimes you're like there's a pause and you're like what should I do if you feel that pause you probably don't want to do it and you want to get yourself out of that situation so one of the things that you can do is be very assertive and set a boundary blame it on your parents like my parents would kill me if they knew I was doing this and you could do that way and kind of dismiss it or you could say oh I have a goal I have a, a basketball game that I'm trying to train for you can probably dismiss it so that way you won't feel as much pressure but make sure that you set your own boundary and make sure that you are assertive and another word we are so afraid to say is no we don't have to give an explanation we can just literally say no and change the subject. And when you do that, that may give someone else in that group the opportunity to say, yeah, I don't want to either. And you can just automatically change the subject or shift to another topic. So those are a few options that you have. Also, you could possibly set up a code word or phrase that you can use with your parents or a very, very close friend. And so if you text them that code phrase, say, hey, Spider-Man, or hey, favorite food and your parents could call you and say hey and you can walk away like you're having a conversation with them and come back and that gives you time to think or with the friend groups or even say hey I gotta go to the restroom so you can get your thoughts together on what you want to do. Sometimes space within the context of peer pressure can give you more time to think. And finally our last topic from the MPB topic being Kayla what do you got? Great college and transition stress. All right, that is a great topic, and I'm sure everyone at this table can relate to it. Whether you're transitioning from, and also our listeners, whether you're transitioning from elementary school to middle school, from middle school to high school, from high school to college, whatever transition you may have in regards to the academia world, K-12 or secondary education, there is some stress that is attached to it. There are some expectations that are attached to it, and there's a lot of decision making attached to it what do you guys think so i'm going into ninth grade this coming up here and you know our school is middle school and so the highest grade we have there is eighth grade so like me and my buddies are going to be going from top dogs on campus to the the bottom of the barrel (laughs) and not only that like it's academics it that that increases in challenge but also the athletics Mm -hmm. part because like me moving up to play varsity, stuff gets a lot faster out there. Yes. And them D linemen get a lot bigger trying to hit me, man. I can see your facial yeah. expressions shift as you talk about it. So that can also show the stress that you think that may come with not only the academic portion and the social portion, but the athletic portion of stress and great transition as well. Okay, so at our school, we take a tour of the high school as eighth graders. That is true. And... The difference to see like how the kids interact with each other and seeing like the going in like different classrooms and seeing like just how everything works, it was like it was kinda scary because it's just it was so much different than 
what I normally see on a day-to-day basis. But it's also exciting because, you know, it's we're going from 8th grade to ninth grade, and it's high school. But, yeah, like Jack said, it's like you're pretty pretty a big deal at your middle school, and then it's just starting all the way over from step Square one. one. <laughs> well, next year I'm going to technically be in the 11th grade, but I'm also technically going to be a senior because I'm graduating early. And so next year with me being able to be in those senior classified ranks, I am able to take dual credit classes. Nice. And so with that, I'm going to be taking four college classes at high school, and it's very stressful right now. I feel really intimidated, but I feel once I get there, it'll be a lot better once I get the hang of it. You know what? A taboo concept about stress Stress actually can be a good thing. We have good stress and we have bad stress. And so how could you take that feeling of nervousness that you may feel and that feeling of anxiousness around the topic of taking college classes in high school? How could you take that and make that a motivator for you to make you want to do well? I could just take it and turn it into motivation. If I feel anxious about these classes, it might prompt me to go and research a course history on it or good. prepare for the first unit of the class so I will feel more prepared and more relaxed when I'm in the class. And you know what? You won't be in those classes by yourself. You'll have instructors that'll help you. There'll be other students there that can help you. And so that could empower you to want to do your best and just surround yourself with other like-minded students that are in there so you could do very well. Kayla, what you got? Well, I want to say that being a student of JPS, we haven't always had the best learning experience as far as, like, teachers. I haven't had a math teacher since eighth grade, so like grade slash college stress could kind of be hard for a student like me because the things that I want to learn is basically like I have to learn it on my own. So sometimes when, now that I'm an 11th grader finna be a 12th grade, it's so many people and teachers and principals that's always in the students' ears about college and, and, you know, getting ready for a lot of stuff in ACT. But the question is, is, where were the teachers that, that could have taught me to get ready for this stuff? Nobody has been there. So, you know, it's a lot of stress with trying to get me into college, which is not a problem, but it's like you really, really didn't prepare me for the classes that I will be able to take. Farther on, we want to get into college, but who's there to pay for it? Like, where is this money going to come from? And I know that we can take tests and get high AT- ACT scores, but... You know what I'm saying? It's like it's it's kind of it can be stressful, you know, being a 11th grader finna be 12th grade, you know, and, and not no one being this able is your to... last year of high school and what can you make of it? I have a a point for you that I would like to share that may help you a little bit with that and we'll come to it as soon as Dion shares his perspective and I'll come back to that question. So I'm transitioning from 8th to 9th and I'm thinking about what kind of classes I'm going to have and, like, the grades and all of that. So, like, I'm thinking, like, how am I going to do because I'm coming from 8th going to ninth. So I'm like... Yeah. That's very good points from both of you. And, I'm Deanne, I'm glad I asked you your perspective before I shared this point. And it's going to be so basic. 
that it's going to be phenomenal. Guess what it is? Mm -hmm. Nobody is expecting you to show up to their classroom perfect. Nobody is expecting for you to show up to that new grade, that college, that high school perfect. They just want you to try your best. And if you do that, they will try their best to meet you where they are. There are resources that are available. Reach out to your school counselors, have um, private conversations before class or after class with your teachers. And guess what? Test scores are not all that matters. Get involved in some clubs. Get involved in some organizations. Write those essays. Google those scholarship websites. See what scholarships you can piece together for that college transition. Make the best of what you have. Um, I have worked in several educational settings and we have students from all walks of life. We have some from the larger school districts and the city districts to the rural districts. And there are resources. You will learn and adapt. Don't give up on yourself and don't be afraid to ask questions. Once you ask those questions, you will empower yourself to want to do well. And so I just want to give a little bit of perspective and hope on that. You don't have to be perfect to show up. Most of the time, if you show those adults in your circle that you are trying and that you are interested and you have a vetted interest into what you're trying to achieve, that will make a world of difference. I am Dr. Christy Laster. I have enjoyed the Student Council of MPB and thank you all for inviting me to the Mental Health Awareness What's the Truth about the Youth Roundtable. Again, I'm owner of Resolve to Restore Counseling Services. Please feel free to reach out to me by phone or by email. My office number is 769-208-5120. Again, 769-208-5120. You can also reach me by email, rtorcounseling at gmail.com. And also, you can follow me on Facebook, Resolve to Restore Counseling Services. I've enjoyed this. Thank you. Hear ye, hear ye. The MPB Student Council podcast has now been adjourned. Hear ye, hear ye. been listening to the MPB Student Council Podcast. To hear this episode and more, visit education.mpbonline.org or download the ACAST app to listen on your iPhone or Android device. This podcast is hosted with love by ACAST.